there's some serious issues going on in different parts of the country thanks to COVID-19. It's all propaganda. More, <clears throat> there's more of a political virus than there is a medical virus. And it's all of Satan's uh, <clears throat> uh, program coming together in bringing about uh, his, uh, his attempt to establish his kingdom here on earth to where he will bodily reign as uh, the God of this world. Right now he's the prince and the power of the world, but soon he's going to come and he's going to do his best to imitate Jesus Christ and set up his kingdom and reign on earth in a human body. Bible has warned us about this, and we need to start preparing because the Lord is coming soon. And these problems just continue to grow. Uh, up in Canada, there are churches that are being closed down. Uh, this month, while things are getting better, uh, there was one video, I don't know if you've seen it, where they came out, large church, big uh, metal building, they meet out in the country, look like the auditorium seats, maybe 1,500 or so. And they went in there and they put a big old huge, you know, those portable fence all the way around the building. They had several state troopers out there uh, keeping people at bay, not allowing anyone to get close to the building uh, because <clears throat> the church uh, was not following their mandate. So. So this thing continues, to, it continues on. I don't know if you pay, paid attention to what our president has said. Uh, half, uh, there have been 200 million vaccines that have already been given throughout the United States. Uh, but <clears throat> or they have 200 million. I don't know if that's accurate on 200 million when you only have 370 million people. But they want to vaccine everyone, and the ones that refuse to get vaccine, you have to look on the news and read the verbiage of what he said. Basically, he's saying that if you don't get the vaccine, then you're going to end up killing somebody. That's Just read the verbiage. Um, because we <clears throat> who refuse to get it may eventually come down with it again and give it to some some older person to your mother, to your grandmother, to your father, or to your grandfather, and they may end up dying because you didn't get the vaccine. So <clears throat> I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they put a mandate on it. I know there are certain employers that are already forcing uh, their employees to get the vaccine if they want to maintain their jobs. And so that's where we're at. It's, you know, we, we're living in an unusual day. And the vaccine really hasn't been proven. It's not, by the way, it's not FDA approved. Did you know that? It's not FDA approved. And uh, yet it's safe. It's safe to use. Johnson & Johnson made very clear that it's safe to use. And so far, six people have died from taking using it. <laughs> <clears throat> and so they've taken it off the market for a while, but it's safe to use. But, you know, if you want to get the vaccine, that's fine. No one here would, would criticize you. But I just, you know, for us that don't want to get the vaccine, 
Uh, don't be critical of us either. We're not murderers if we decide not to get it. That's kind of the idea that they're putting out there right now. We're talking about the subject of a fool. In Proverbs chapter 26, we have 12 verses dealing with the fool. Now, we understand a fool can be categorized in many, many different areas of faith and practice. A fool can be someone that doesn't believe in God. The Bible said the fool has said in his heart there is no God according to what we read over there in Psalms 40, 14, verse number 1. Uh, I believe also in Psalm 50, verse number 1, it says the same thing. Or the Bible says a fool can be someone that has continued in sin to where God has given them over to their foolish heart. <laughs> and so they do those things as we read in Romans chapter 1, verse number 21, uh, those things that are not pleasing unto God. So eventually God gives them over to their foolish hearts, and their foolish hearts takes them to a place of a reprobate mind. And they do those things which are unseemly before God. Men with men, doing that which is unseemly. Women with women. Uh, so the Bible refers to those types of people. Um, it can also refer to a fool or someone that just is not willing to exercise any common sense. A uh, fool can be uh, defined as somebody that just simply refuses to think. He rushes right into something without praying about it, thinking about it, just jumps right in there and does what he does. And uh, because of his foolish actions, there's calamity. And then there are those that <clears throat> they just don't have the ability to think. We understand that uh, <clears throat> someone that is considered to be ignorant doesn't have the ability because of his ignorance uh, in certain areas to think. But most of what we have here is in reference to people who uh, either have an attitude or they just simply refuse. Uh, to give any consideration to what the Word of God says. So <clears throat> we, we start off with verse number 1, where he talks about how that uh, we need to be careful about engaging a fool. Notice there in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 1, I mean Proverbs 26, verse number 1 and 2, and then we want to jump down to verse number 8. As snow in the summer and as rain in the harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. As the birds by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so uh, curse cause less shall not come. And then in verse number 8 we read, As he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. So we have three interesting uh, thoughts that, that, uh, that are given to us. First of all, <clears throat> we see in verse number 1, 2, and 3 uh, that all of these seek for some kind of honor. And the irony that we see in all of this is that uh, they do shameful things and they want to be honored for it. 
Uh, it's like uh, the gay pride parade. They want to be honored for being gay. They want to be honored for their acts of sodomy. They want to be honored for uh, how they abuse their bodies. Uh, and so there are those uh, that, uh, that give them that honor. They go to the parades and they applaud them. That's what this Bible's, I mean, what it's, it's in reference to. And at the same time, these people, they're condemning the righteous. They're cursing the righteous because we don't, we say, no, that, that's, that's an adulterous lifestyle. It's an immoral lifestyle. It's an abomination before the Lord. And it results in all kinds of sickness and disease because uh, God has put his judgment upon it. And the Lord made it very clear that if we keep ourselves pure and clean, then none of these diseases will visit upon you. And he was in reference to these sexually <clears throat> contracted diseases uh, that are out there. And yet uh, we're cursed because we want to live a righteous life. We're cursed because we warned them of the dangers of living that kind of life. Uh, we applaud those that get an abortion, or we, I say we, they, and, <clears throat> and they, they do everything that they can uh, to uh, honor uh, these clinics that provide that kind of care for uh, these women that have unwanted pregnancies that want to end it. And at the same time, they curse any kind of a program that's out there that would try to change the mind of a mother. Uh, from ending that pregnancy and destroying the, the life of an unborn child. And so <clears throat> we live in a society that's constantly praising these things. We have Hollywood that praises uh, all the immorality and the, the, uh, uh, all kinds of Academy Awards that go out uh, to movies that blaspheme the name of God. At the same time, the critics, they curse and they mock any kind of a movie that exalts righteousness. And so <clears throat> this is what he's talking about. And what did God call these people? He calls them a fool. Praising the unworthy and honoring the fool is setting a dangerous precedent, as we read in verse number 8. We need to be very careful of that. In verse number 2, Solomon is simply saying something like, it doesn't make sense to curse or harm those who bring God's blessing into the land, but they do. America is blessed for the righteous, not for the unrighteous, but they are cursed. And then we move on to verse number 3. In verse number 3, he says, A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. In other words, those who continue to act as fools will continue to find themselves getting into trouble and they seem to be gluttons for, for punishment. You know, why are you continuing to go down that road? Just one problem after another problem, yet they go down that road. They need discipline to be trained in righteousness, but unfortunately, fools reject that discipline. They reject instruction. They continue... Uh, to do for themselves uh, those things that bring harm. Not only harm to them, but harm to others. That's why it says a whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. And so <clears throat> as a result of, uh, 
of those that are glutton for punishment, other people suffer. There are people that, uh, families that suffer because of a father that lives that kind of a foolish life that brings the problems and the destructive <clears throat> condemnation of God upon his life that causes other people in that family to suffer as well. Our sin is not an island to ourselves. It does affect other people. But then as we move on, we see to answer or not to answer a fool, as we see in verse number 4 and 5. In verse number 4, we read, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. And then we read in verse number 5, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. It sounds like an oxymoron, but there's some truth here that we need to take a look at. First of all, believers <clears throat> need to understand uh, that uh, we are not be careful, to, or we are to be careful, excuse me, not to be drawn in to uh, any kind of foolish ideas that the fools uh, sometimes try to influence us with. And yet... <clears throat> There are all kinds of foolish things that goes on out there, and there are people out there that listen to the fool. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou be like unto him. So when we start listening to them and we start uh, entering into some kind of a dialogue with them, then the next thing you know, uh, we start agreeing with them. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. When we listen to a fool and we answer a fool and we talk... Uh, and have dialogues with fools that don't believe in God, that believe uh, in, uh, in some crazy idea that we all just got here by some big accident, some big bang, and that uh, <clears throat> we, we simply uh, evolved uh, from, from a single cell to a multi-cell, from a monkey to a man. No, it's all foolish talk, and yet there are people that give credence to that. But the Word of God is very clear here that, that we, need, we need to bring them down. We need, there's a time where we need to speak up. We need to speak up and say, you know, that's a foolish idea. That makes no sense at all. And not be afraid to, to take a stand, to be diligent, uh, uh, to take the truth that's been entrusted with us and to use that truth to reprove what are foolish ideas that they have. And sometimes, you know, it is wise just simply say, you know, listen, that's foolish talk. I don't want to hear it. And then we go on, we see that we're not to listen to a fool's parables. The Bible says, by doing so, this is not good. Notice it says in verse number 7, verse number 9, that the legs of the lame are not equal, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. Fools sometimes are able to quote scriptures. Sometimes fools think that they come up with some wise sayings, and sometimes they quote people who make wise sayings. But it has no value to it because it comes from their mouth. 
it comes from one who makes uh, these kind of comments that sounds wise, but their lives don't back it up. They don't believe it. They don't put it to practice. The Bible says if they don't believe it, they don't put it to practice, then we need to be careful about listening to those people. And uh, we, you know, that's why a pastor needs to be above reproach. And he's up there instructing people how to live a righteous life, and he's living in a, an ungodly life. Uh, then the Bible puts him in this kind of a category. Notice there a proverb. In the mouth of a fool will be misspoken, misapplied, taken out of context, manipulated for selfish gain and destruction. And we find that a lot of these cults are like that. Uh, they can take scripture and they can twist it. And uh, we know the arguments and we understand uh, that they're far from the truth, but yet sometimes we're foolish to have a Bible study with them. Don't do that. Christians are told not to even invite them into your home. You say, well, you know, there may be some things I want to learn what they believe. There's some things that uh, I'm interested in learning about them. And it, it bothers me and irks me to no end when I learn of Christians studying with the Mormons or with the Jehovah Witnesses. Well, that's my neighbor. We, we get along really good. And, we, and, and so in order for them, uh, for, for me to encourage them to visit our church, I felt like maybe I should at least join in their Bible study. And if I, can, if I can join in their Bible study for a few weeks, perhaps they'll join us here in our service. <laughs> well, yeah, many of them would like to do that so they can get more people enlisted in their Bible study. We, I think we're all familiar with Second John. Maybe not. Let's just take a, a look at that just in case you're not familiar with it. But uh, it pretty much puts it into a nutshell there. To stay away from the nuts that don't believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate in human flesh. As we read there in verse number 4 of uh, 2 John, he makes it very clear. Let's see, am I in the right place? Yes, I rejoice greatly that I found of the children walking in truth as we have received commandment from the Father. Now I beseech you, thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that, that, that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another, and this love is that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it, for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. So whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. So if there come any unto you, bringing not the doctrines, or this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deed. Now, <clears throat> again, the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ is clearly stated in 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 20. 
Here we are told, for we know that the Son of God has come and have given to us an understanding that we may know him that is true. We are in him that is true. Even his Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God in eternal life. And those people that teach it, (laughs) come on. You don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. Why would God hang on the cross and cry out to his heavenly Father to forgive him? Why would he say, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit? You know, they ask those kind of questions. And uh, many times we don't know how to answer them, do we? (laughs) Sometimes we fail to realize that Christ in his humanity was taking our place. And there upon the cross, he took your place and he became the man of sin. So that you could become the man of righteousness. Now they don't understand that. For some reason they're not able to equate with that. Because their minds are so twisted. They don't believe the words of Jesus. Where Jesus made it very clear. If you believe not that I am he. You shall die in your sins. For I say unto you. That if you believe not that I am he. You shall die in your sins. When Jesus Christ made it very clear. That he is the great I am. They said, well, you're not even 50 years old. Are you saying that you were before Moses or before Abraham? And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And Abraham saw my day and rejoiced in it and was glad there in it. Well, when did Abraham see his day? Well, he saw it at Mount Moriah when he was offering up his son. He called the place Jehovah-Jireh, for in the mount it shall be seen. And Jesus Christ gave reference to that. So Jesus Christ, God can do this. God can be a man at the same time, be God. How come that is so difficult for some people to believe? He died as a man. He was buried as a man, but he rose as God. He was born to this world through a matrix of a woman, but he is the son of God, virgin born. Yet, they, you know, they, they come up with these questions because their minds have been darkened. And we'd be wise not to study with these people when they sit down and they want to get into these so-called parables of knowledge. We do well uh, to run from them because all they want to do is to take the truth and twist it. And they want to bring harm. They want to bring deception, they want to bring confusion, they want to bring destruction to your faith. And so the Bible says that um, it's very important that we make sure that we withdraw from them. And then we read about a fool's reward. We read in verse number 10 and 11, the, the great God that formed all things both rewarded the fool and rewarded the transgressors. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. So how does God reward them? Well, God rewards them with the fruits of their own doing. God is not putting this in a positive sense. He's putting it in a negative sense. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. We find it very disgusting watch a dog go and lick up its own vomit. Doesn't he know that that's not food, but that's his own vomit? (laughs) And yet, uh, we've seen dogs do that. 
And they'll go, and one dog will puke up, and then all of them will stand around and lick up the same vomit. And then we put them on our laps and let those dogs lick us in the face. <laughs> we find that repulsive and disgusting. But there are those out there that reject God and despise God. And they keep eating and drinking of uh, their own vomit, of 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 uh, a lack of faith, the, the corruption of their lifestyle, and the wickedness of, uh, of the fruit of their goings and their doings uh, uh, bring uh, the reward of God's judgment into their lives, and they continue on. We don't want to live for a fool's reward. We want to live for God's reward. God doesn't just roll his eyes at evil, as some people think, and then forgets about it. No, when evil is unrepented, when evil continues on, when, uh, you know, hey, I'm here to stay, I'm in your face, you know, that kind of attitude. And we, we hear that quite a bit nowadays. We're here. We're out of the closet, we're in your face, and we're here to stay. Well, that's the same kind of attitude that many people have toward God. And then they, they feel, you know, I, I'm sure God doesn't like it, but so what? Well, God in his time, though he may be rolling his eyes at what's going on, in his time he'll be rolling out his wrath. And it will come. And it'll come with, with fury. And so then they will receive their just reward. And it won't be a good reward. We don't want to live for that kind of a just reward. <laughs> we want to live for the, the reward that is called the crown of righteousness. Where we live lives that are pleasing unto the Lord. And then in closing we see in verse number 12. The hope of a fool in comparison to that of pride. That's an interesting verse there. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. In other words, if you put a fool juxtaposed to somebody who is prideful, God has more favor on the fool than he does on the person that's prideful. Because pride is the root of iniquity. And pride was something that was conceived in heaven when Lucifer exalted himself to a place to where he thought he was as great as God. And he thought that he could overthrow God. And so he was cast out. And that kind of pride exists here on earth. And pride is something that enjoys flaunting and it enjoys praise. It it thrives on its own strength. It, it is a pride that, that is independent of God. It is a pride that uh, is unreachable. Pride that's unteachable. Like we said last week, I did it my way type of pride. You know, others, they bow at the knee of God and, and they, they allow God to dictate over their will but not me not me I did it my way 
Now I'm ready to die, and I'm going to die my way, not God's way. Wow. Well, there's wrath all rolled up for that person. Where a fool may repent, there's hope for a fool. Because his heart may be foolish, but he can repent. But those that are damnable in pride to the place to where they sneer at God. And I've been with people like that. I remember years ago, their Riverside Baptist Temple, uh, there was a family that was very concerned about a loved one that lived up in Seattle. And so when we came when we moved up uh, to Tacoma, Washington and started a church there, well, that person that they were concerned about that they would pray for on a Wednesday night called me, the, the family did, and said, well, our loved one, that, that is, uh, you know, an admitted atheist, filled with arrogance and pride, is now dying of cancer, and he's at the Swedish hospital there in Seattle. Would you go and see him? And Brother Matheny and I on our way over to uh, Dr. Brown's meeting in Yakima at the Home Missions Conference said, well, we're going up that way uh, tomorrow. Well, we'll stop by and visit with him. And so <clears throat> we, we let them know that we would do that. It was on a Sunday afternoon when they called. In fact, it was Dr. Gordon that called. And so uh, Riverside Baptist Temple was praying uh, that this person would hear what we had to say. And so we walked into the room. He was there on his deathbed. He was just hours away from dying. And uh, so we were allowed to go into his room. And as we started sharing with him, about his loved ones there in Riverside and their church praying for him and that we were asked to come by and have a word of prayer with him and share with him some good news. He demanded for us to get out of the room. We tried to share the gospel with him and he, he yelled and he said, get them out of this room. I don't want them in this room. We weren't even able to give one sentence out. And they said, I'm sorry, you'll have to leave. Can you imagine having that kind of an attitude toward God? And yet there are people like that. There's more hope of a fool than someone like that. Heavenly Father, we do ask in the name of Jesus that we'll take these, these words and that you have put down in Scripture and that we would seriously muzzle over them that uh, we would take and, and give uh, some serious uh, thought and meditation as we look to our own hearts and our own attitude and as we um, take up and apply uh, certain areas in uh, our hearts where your word has spoken to us with conviction and somehow... Uh, was able to give us the understanding that uh, that has something to do about you. May we be careful to give notice to that and, and take note of that and, and allow you to soften our hearts that we would not be so foolish to turn away and give a deaf ear.
to the promptings of your Holy Spirit and to the convictions of your word. But may we be careful to hear. May we be swift to obey. Heavenly Father, may we humble ourselves and, and allow you in every way uh, to strengthen us and to, and to work within our hearts to make us into servants that would be pleasing in your sight and that would have a, a light that would be a, a reflection of Jesus Christ in this dark world that we live where there's so much foolish behavior out there. May our lives be a reproach and a rebuke uh, to that kind of lifestyle without, many times without even saying a word by just living the life and having your spirit upon us. Lord, help us not to fall into uh, the entrapments of uh, the foolish behavior that we've talked about tonight. For we ask this in Jesus' name and all of God's people say it.